I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Hello and welcome to episode 273 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I don't know why. It, it seems like after 270 odd episodes, I could be able to say delightful co-host. But even though those are two words I can totally say independently, there's something, I don't know if it's in like the guttural stop or something, but delightful co-host I have trouble with. And yet, every other week I say it. Maybe because I'm not delightful. But you Maybe because you're like lying to yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> am I? I don't fucking know at this point. I mean, I, I can I be. Maybe it's just because I don't, delightful is not a word I generally use in everyday language, but I don't know what it is. For some reason, delightful co-host is difficult. So maybe I should delightful just, co-host. maybe I should just think of something else to call you, but I'm stubborn. So I'm going to do it every episode. It'd, it'd be funny if it was like something different every week. Like one week was like delightful co-host and then like the next week could be piece of shit co-host <laughs> and then the week after could be like um mediocre co-host Brittany Brown mediocre you see that would scare me because I would think like oh god like I need to keep myself up like what if I do something bad and then I mean I did used to talk about replacing you a lot I I know I know that wasn't you though. I think those were just under weird circumstances during the time. Like I I knew you weren't going to get rid of me. No, it was just a long running bit. I never even I can't even remember any particular instance of what caused it. It was always just I was going to audition a new co-host. Oh, I don't know the fact that I barely update the Instagram. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. still true, but yeah. I mean, that's okay. Like, look, like, Twitter, I don't post on anymore, and nobody's on Blue Sky. So we are just going to have the same seven listeners until they die or whatever. They die. We die. Yeah. Um, Audacity dies. Scott, something dies. I don't yeah. know. I mean, look, it's probably going gonna, gonna to be a little bit more difficult when I move to the UK and we go from a three hour time difference to an eight hour time difference, but we'll work it out. 
Eight hours is a, eight hours is a long time. That is, I know. We'd have to be like the boys, and they have to what, record like on like Sundays at like eleven a.m. or something. Well, no, or they they re- it's just fucking Chris and Kev are recording at like eleven o'clock at night. But they're oh, but they're right. the thing is Jimmy and Ed are on the East Coast, so it's five hours, which is not quite as bad. But it might be it might be a thing where like we do a weekend and you're recording at like ten a.m. and I'm recording it. 6 p.m. Yeah, maybe. I mean, depending on, like, what cool, awesome job you're going to get. Maybe it's going to be like Harry Potter where I put the hat on you and that's how they decide which job you're going to get. <laughs> Is that how it works over there? I don't know. I want you to find out for me, though. I'm hoping for a little bit, at least, I might be able to do some remote work for my current job. I mean, I can't do everything I do now because some of the stuff I do is like physically like going to the bank. So that I can't do anymore. But there's some stuff I'll be able to do. So at least like I'll have some money coming in while I look for something else. Yeah, I wish that was an option. I mean, I I think you're a pretty essential person at your job. So maybe you can try to talk your boss into keeping you. Yeah, I think uh, you're pretty great. Yeah, no, he does not want me to leave. I think he was, oh. when I sat him to that, when I told him I was engaged, I think he was slightly worried. And I'm like, I'm not leaving yet. It's going to be a while. We'll have plenty of lead time. But I do think, yeah, I think there's some stuff that I'll continue to do. Cool. Well, that's, that'll be exciting then. Because I think that's the biggest worry of, you know, moving somewhere is like finding the job. Yeah. And now, yeah, I'll have to eventually like find something over there. But I mean, I'm, you know, like, look, I don't, if I'm working in a store, like as a checkout person that's fine I don't like I'm not somebody who like thinks that's beneath me or anything but we'll see we'll see what happens do they have Trader Joe's over there sadly they do not oh because I could see you as like a Trader Joe's person they are way more friendly than I am right but you could be like that that like you know once in a blue moon uh (laughs) <laughs> Trader Joe's person because it's like I Trader Joe's people are so nice but sometimes I just don't feel like getting talked to or like it's it's like they're so nice and it's like they're flirting with you you know like they're asking like what are you doing tonight oh, like, there was there was because because it, so in New York you can't I mean you can sell beer at a grocery store but you can't sell like wine or liquor at a grocery store so there was a Next to the Trader Joe's store, at least the one I went to in Union Square, a couple doors over was the, the, the Trader Joe's wine store, which sadly is now closed. But there was for a couple of years a checkout lady there who I like always flirted with every time I was there. Like she was there every Saturday morning, which is when I went to the Trader Joe's. And she would always comment on like all the pins I had on my jacket. She was really cute. Would she recommend like wine to you too? If I asked, normally I had like the stuff that I would get, but she'd always ask me what I was up to and a comment if I had any new pins. Oh, and then a couple of times in a row, she wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't think she works here anymore. And then it fucking closed and I was devastated because now I have to go to more expensive wine stores. But would Kev be comfortable with the threesome? Not with me, but with, <laughs> with her. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We haven't discussed that. It's something to talk about. I'll ask him. Yeah, I mean, that's listens, an interesting thing. If you listen to this, I really hope he's not like driving when he listens to this episode, which is how he normally listens to podcasts. But 
Kev, my darling beloved fiance, let me know your feelings on threesomes. I I feel like I'm very back and forth with it because it's like I I I don't want anyone to touch me. But then it's like I when I get drunk, like I want to make out with everyone. Yeah. So it's really hard because what do I know what I want? And then it's like, do I want them to touch Carlos? Like, but I don't know. It maybe depends on how cute they are. If I think they're too cute, then probably not. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. The thing is, like, you know, because I'm also into women. Like, we, Kevin, I share so much, you know, of the same women that we like. I oh, think. I think you know, like. Maybe if it was a threesome with like Vanessa Kirby. That's a very good threesome. I mean, she is devastatingly beautiful. Did you see that the Napoleon movie? I loved it so much. Are you serious? It is wow. maybe my favorite movie of the year. Not the best wow. movie of the year. Best movie of the year is Killer of the Flower Moon. But I, Steve and I saw Napoleon together and we're just in hysterical laughter and enjoying the hell out of it. Oh my God, it's so good. Is he even supposed to be funny? Absolutely. I know people don't necessarily think of Ridley Scott as a comedic director, but there are huge swaths of that movie that are supposed to be hilarious. And I think a lot of people are not picking up on that and critiquing it as a serious, like, you know, trying to be accurate historical drama. And uh, I don't think it's supposed to be that either. I mean, having watched the movie and also having listened to Joaquin Phoenix talk about it quite a bit, I think they knew they were making a kind of funny Napoleon's a huge fucking loser who got hundreds of thousands of people killed. Fuck that guy movie. That's awesome. Not that he killed all those people, but that's awesome that Ridley Scott created a movie like that. Uh, yeah, it seems like he went to Apple Plus and is like, I'm going to make another Gladiator, but about Napoleon. And instead, he made a movie that amused himself and went, haha, fuck you, thank you for all the millions of dollars. <laughs> and I respect that. And also, that's great. Vanessa Kirby is stunning in it because she plays josephine and is just incredible she needs more roles because i would like to see her more often i mean she was in the uh one of the mission she's been in the mission impossible yeah. movies which yeah. that's been nice i've been i've been rewatching the early seasons of the crown after how much i hated the new season and i'm just like oh my god she's so pretty i know they did such a good job with casting her oh and i just i I love the young Margaret character so much and she's just so good and heartbreaking and because I'm right at the point now where she like uh, Peter Townsend has basically just been exiled where they like when the queen makes the promise of if oh if you just wait a couple of years then you'll get to marry him and then you know decides no you can't marry him anyway but so fucking dumb. Yeah, the royal family, it turns out, really fucking sucks. No kidding. I know, speaking of the royal family, I started watching um, Suits 
<gasps> How are you liking it? It's not great. It's the the dialogue is very bad. Yes. It's so funny how bad it is, but I was interested in watching it because Rusty was telling me how accurate they portrayed the lawyers and how grimy and gross they are. Like, that's apparently very accurate. So that was one thing that, like, stood out to him was accuracy. You know, like, there's, like, a couple things. Like, John Wick, like, John Wick was one of the first movies where... um they correctly are assembling firearms. Okay. So I always remember that. So I guess just it being accurate. Like I like accuracy, but dialogue is so bad. Um, Mike is a fucking loser. It's a shame that he is the main character of the show because he is super boring and I don't like him. Yeah. I'm at the end of season two and like, all this show really is is you know like this kid trying to lie that he didn't go to harvard and then his mentor just trying to keep the secret like he's fucking hannah montana but then like everyone's slowly figuring out because you can't keep secrets forever um yeah it's like i like carvey and i like um i can't remember gina torres's name as the boss but i like all the supporting characters but i don't like him and the funny thing about Meghan Markle is that watching the show, you think, because you, you hear all the rumors and accusations about her, you know, her being the actress, her moving things around. And to be like 100% honest, like, I don't think, you know, I don't think she's the best actress in the world, which no, is really funny. I, I think she is a perfectly adequate, like, TV actress. Exactly, which why I think it's insane how like they they painted her as this like Academy Award winning actress oh, yeah. who lies about everything, and I'm thinking like n- that is not the no, case. No, she was on a, a a cable TV show on which she is like I, I think one of the more enjoyable parts, but she it's, she's not fucking like Daniel Day Lewis or Meryl Streep or somebody. No, it's it's just so funny. Like then, God, she's pretty though. She's yeah, so pretty on that show. She's so good. And, you know, what's funny, too, because Carlos is just talking to me about that, um, about how you and her share in common that, you you know, your your professions are very similar. <laughs> Slightly different scales. Yeah. So, like, I see that. I'm like, oh, that's what Emily's doing. Emily knows all about the law. Yeah, I, I mean, I just do, like, personal injury law at a very small law firm as opposed to doing corporate law at, like, a, you know, like, what is supposed to be, like, I think on the show, like, one of, you know, like, the major law firms of the city. But, you know, other than that, it's the same. So, you know, like, all, like, the New York penal codes and, like, all that Absolutely or, like, different laws? I, I, I think I think often what people don't realize is how specialized law is and most firms have things that they focus on and it might be like three or four things but they won't they can know a whole lot about that but if you do civil law and then somebody asks you about criminal law you're not going to have any idea because it's just not what you do so do you work with a bunch of lawyers I mean, I work with lawyers, but we do we do civil, you know, like it is 
like we do mostly personal injuries. So if you get into a car accident, I can tell you lots about that. But first of all, I can tell you lots about that in New York because we live in the U.S. And so state by state, things are completely different. But I don't know anything like if you if you like commit a crime, I can't help you. Like I don't know shit about that. I'll have to, okay, uh, if I get into a car, no, I'm, that'd be terrible. I'm going to get into a car accident. I'll we'll call Emily. Emily, what what liabilities get, no. Well, no, <laughs> I can tell you things. Though. It's like, don't even, and it's terrible it sounds, even if you are at fault, do not say you are sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever, yeah. Also, if you rear in somebody, it does not matter if it's your fault or not. You are responsible for that. Yeah. But. But other than that, like, if you, yeah, no, if you, like, you know, need help because you've murdered Carlos or something, there's only so much help I can give you. Which is just, don't, don't say, which is the advice I would give to anybody, which is, demand an attorney, don't say anything to the police at all. Oh, I was just going to say, don't say you didn't do it. Or don't say you did it. No, I mean, absolutely don't say you did it. But also, don't say anything. Just say, the only thing you say is, I want my lawyer. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Carlos has been good lately, though. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, he's he's good. He he helped take care of me after my my egg retrieval, which that actually went well. God, going under anesthesia has just been rough on my brain. I feel like I just forget things, and I feel like you know I I'm looking at someone while they're talking, and I'm like, there's just nothing going on in my brain. You know that feeling when like someone's talking to you, and like you're you're trying to understand, you're trying to listen, and it, it it's it's like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is is thinking about something, and then like the monkeys <laughs> clapping. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. me sometimes, and I feel like it just because like my body is just so fucking tired. And then, God, like, I wasn't expecting, like, my, the, the, like, after the first week of after the retrieval, like, my body was so fucking mad at me. They're like, how dare you do this to us? We've been through so much and for what? So, I don't know. I get a nice break until the, the new year. So that's nice. Oh, that's good. I know. I just, I texted my doctor yesterday and I was like, two questions. When can I exercise again? And when can I ride roller coasters? <laughs> okay the two standard questions i need to know because uh i my family was supposed to go to disneyland yesterday or tomorrow but i don't think anyone can go because it's a friday and it's so so far in advance so i don't think so but i was just like i want to know because i'm going in january so the disney world right yeah so I need to figure that out. I know I got most of my dining reservations, so I'm happy about oh, that. What have you got? Um, I got a lot of stuff at Animal Kingdom Lodge because they have a lot of like a lot of just African restaurants that are supposed to be like very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um a Hawaiian restaurant, Ohana. It's like a like a family style. Like they just bring over like oh, I good like, food. Yeah, I like family. Style. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um. Yeah, just a bunch of uh, a bunch of places at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I got one of them where it's like you watch the fireworks as you eat. Um, oh yeah, you mentioned you were trying to get that one. That's good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, and I think because it's hard doing reservations because you want to try to stay in the park, but then sometimes the resorts have better restaurants Mm -hmm. than like in the park. And I mean, we're going to be there for five days. And that was one of the things because I was was telling my sister um, my plans. And one of the things she said, she was like, well, why do you have dinner outside of a uh, outside of the park? you know, you're wasting your time that you could be spending in the park. I'm like, well, that's a great question. I'm going to be in the park for five fucking days. So if I'm not at Disney War, if I'm not at Magic Kingdom for like two hours, I don't think I'm missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still figuring stuff out. I think there's like some places still want to go. Like there's this like space restaurant at Epcot that's like new. Oh, it's supposed to be incredible. I've seen pictures. Yeah, I heard the food sucks, but the drinks but it's are pretty. good. It's really yeah. pretty food. Yeah, so I might try to do like a walk-in for drinks or something. Mm-hmm. Well, but also too, I'm not sure with my treatment if I'm able to drink. Ooh, okay. So yeah, you gotta find might, that out. That might be a thing too, because when I I already have a plan that if we go around drinking around the world, that I'll just share a drink with Carlos. Yeah. So you can at least like try stuff. Yeah, which like that's kind of a bummer, but I mean, I didn't I didn't go to Disney World to, you know, come alcoholic, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know, I didn't want to add like one other thing to my plate. So, yeah. Oh my god, we had a we had a work thing on Tuesday night. And it was one of those it was like it, like it wasn't like my office throwing it. It was like one of the like funding companies we work with. Mm-hmm. So, it was at um uh, the Carnegie Club, which is like a cigar bar, like one of those like private mm. clubs. Fuck, it was funny. Cause, and I got there before anybody else in my office. So there were like six or eight people coming from my office, but I got there before any of them. So it was just like a bunch of old white dudes in suits. And I'm like, ah, this is, uh, I'm so uncomfortable here because it's, you know, it's a fucking cigar bar, you know, it's a place you see, it's one of those, you know, it's a couple grand to join. Like, it's that kind of place. And I'm just like, I don't, and you know, it's like guys in like white gloves passing hors d'oeuvres and, but I got fucking wasted. Because I was just, I was drinking martinis all night and I did, I did get one old fashioned, but mostly I was drinking martinis. But. And then I had a cigar. I haven't had a, I don't think I've had a cigar since college. I never painted you as a cigar person. I, you know, I don't really do. There's something like, and it is very much I need to be like drinking. But I do, I do like a cigar. Um, it was really weird to be inside smoking. Yeah. That felt really weird. And at the beginning of the night, there was only, like, one or two people who had cigars. But, like, by the time we were leaving, it was just a haze of smoke. And I, like, I came home. I had to immediately take a shower. I, the next, the entire next day, I could taste the cigar in my mouth. Like, it didn't, like, I would brush my teeth or eat food or chew gum. And 20 minutes later, I could be, like, taste the cigar. And I'm like, well, this is not ideal. So what does the cigar, like, taste like? Does I mean, it depend? Like, are I, there certain oh, types yeah, of cigars? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get like really shitty cigars or really nice cigars, and it's gonna be very different. 
did I ever tell you the time that my mom got Carlos a chocolate cigar? And for a split second, my dad thought I was pregnant. <laughs> I I can understand how I made the leap because that's the traditional, mm-hmm. I mean, stereotypical, like, congrats, you're a dad gift. I mean, not a chocolate cigar, but <laughs> it's very, very funny. I also like the idea that that would be how your dad found out. Yeah, it I, it was years ago. I, I think the circumstances were weird because I think my mom had got one for Raj because they think that was when Malik was just born. Oh, okay. And then she got Carlos one too because Carlos likes chocolate. So my dad was like, um, what does this mean? That's so funny. Ugh. Yeah, no, that shit's not happening for a while. I can't make jokes now because, like, I have, like, 20-something yeah. eggs, yeah. like, hanging out. And and I was going to actually say the location. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> hanging out, like, 20, 15 minutes from me. Just, I'm kind of sad, though, because I wanted to see them. I have no shame in wanting to see my eggs. You wanted, to, like, even... like, visitations? I want to know where they are. You know how people have like the ring cameras or like they check on their dog, like when they're at work, like I want to check on my eggs. I don't, I don't think they're going to be up to much. I know, but I just, I I think it's so cool. I want to know that they're okay. And like, it was funny because my, my like second to last appointment, I was asking like my person and I was like, Hey, so like, where do you guys keep them? And she's like, Oh, we keep them here. They're very safe. And I was just like, I'm not, that's not where I'm going. I want a field trip to where you keep the eggs. But ridiculous. It's not that ridiculous. Oh God. No, it was fucking ridiculous. Is that. The anesthesiologist was giving me shit because of my veins. And she was making all these comments about how I didn't bring anything to the table with my veins. I'm like, well, fuck you then. And then she decides, okay, this this lady. So normally when you get like an IV for like, you're going under anesthesia for like surgery or something. They try to do like the wrist or Mm -hmm. like over here. But no, she decided to do it, do it right here on my fucking wrist. It hurt like a bitch. My bone hurt for a week, Emily. It was terrible. I hated it. Because I didn't, because my veins didn't bring anything to the table. Well, I'm sorry. I have small veins. They don't like when you make fun of them. They don't want to fuck with you if you make fun of my veins. I already have cancer. Like, why are you trying to, like, congratulations. Like, I have cancer and I have small veins. You think I fucking care about my veins? I have fucking cancer. I don't know. That that was funny, though. Like, her just looking at my arm, being like, oh, you didn't bring anything to the table. And then they told me I couldn't drink water. Like, the night before, they're like, stop drinking water at, like, at midnight or something. So, like, of course I'm going to be Gremlins fucking dehydrated. Rules. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I couldn't wear perfume. I couldn't. I I barely got away with bathing the morning of. Beautiful. Yeah, surgery's weird. I mean, God bless them. I mean, they're doing the Lord's work. And, like, that was a very expensive procedure that my insurance paid for. Thank you, oh, insurance. Well, to be fair, um, 
certain insurances cover that mm-hmm. if like you're going under treatment and sometimes like treatment can affect that. But what was like kind of terrible was that like a couple of days later, cause I kept having to, well, I didn't know about this. So like when I was done with surgery, I still had to inject myself with shit and take medication so that I get my body back to normal. And I was running low on one of my medications. So I had to call up my, my doctor and be like, Hey, make, make me some more of this shit. So then I get to the I get to the pharmacy and the pharmacy's closed because it's Black Friday and I'm like that's weird they said they were gonna be open but whatever find another pharmacy the pharmacy tries to charge me seven hundred dollars oh, that's a lot I lose my shit well I mean I not I I mean like I, I I lose it in like the most like graceful way possible so of course like I get on the phone with like the benefits person she's not very helpful so I hang up that's a whole other thing and then I get there and I I unfortunately I have to put down the cancer card I didn't like I didn't think that this soon I would have to put but I I had to just inform them that hey you know due to you know me being on immunotherapy um fertility preservation is covered and then they looked into it and ding 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 I was right so that is Seven hundred dollars turned into ten dollars. Yeah, that's so. a big difference. I was really happy, but I just felt really bad. And it was it was funny too. It wasn't funny, but it was it was kind of crazy, like seeing my mom like react to all this. Like she was so mad. She's like, I, sometimes like people don't, you know, they don't question it. They're just like, okay, I'm gonna pay this a lot amount of money. So she just felt bad that like that's just a reality sometimes for things. When- yeah, the American healthcare system really fucking sucks. Yeah, and you kind of have to, like, work your way through it and, you know, just be on top of your health, which, like, really sucks. And, you know, you could be like me and be, like, really proactive and find something early or, you know, just, you know, find not find out for, I don't know, but it sucks. <sighs> but that's done with... Thank goodness. I, I was so happy when I stopped having to inject myself with things. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, I, I was back at work, so then I have to go to the bathroom, and then, like, someone will walk into the bathroom, and because I, of course, I was, like, in a stall while injecting myself, yeah. but then it's like, I don't know, it, it's, it's like performance nervousness, you yeah. know, like, yeah, so I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore, but... But now, you know, if I get blood taken out or shots, like they don't, they're not as terrible because I'll be like, oh, let me tell you, I had to get a, sh- I had to get an injection that was three, four inches long and oh. put in my butt. Yeah. Cause, that. yeah. That was crazy. Cause that was the night when like my estrogen was on a really big high, like the whole time. And then like close to the end, just everything crashed and like everything was like it was I don't know it it was like a war zone like you're just everything's a war zone it's like you have your like pitchforks out for like absolutely no reason but that was weird I don't know I don't know but (sighs) did you watch Bake Off? I did what do you think? Okay, first off, I think that the internet is crazy for... I keep seeing those articles about the, the British baking show needs a villain. And then no, one, of the past contention, one of the past contestants, which ironically was from the worst season of Bake Off, was talking about how Bake Off is stale. Look, the, the thing I like about Bake Off is there's no villain. 
there was a villain, like, look, there's a billion of those shows. Like, it's every fucking competition show in the U.S., and I do not like them. People like Bake Off because it is nice, and they help each other, and it's kind, and everybody's lovely. I just don't understand, like, why a past contestant would, like, write an article about, like, why Bake Off just, like, sucks right now. Well, he didn't say that it sucked, but that just is, like, it's it's not, there's nothing really going on right now. Like, I just think that's very strange. I don't, like, look, I just, I feel like it's okay for some things to just be what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, a baking show doesn't need to be some cutting-edge, innovative thing. It can just be a thing where there's nice people on it and they bake cakes. And everybody goes, yeah, you made a cake. I agree. Like, I, I like everyone cheering on each other. And I like, you know when the winner's announced and everyone just being like, yeah, like he deserved to win. That was a really good cake he made. I would have been happy with any of those three winning. I loved all of them. I was probably rooting for Josh the most because the stuff we need to like talk about his grandma and stuff really got to me, but I Mm -hmm. liked all three of them. I thought they were all lovely and all really good. And I would have been happy any of them. And just for in terms of how little confidence he seemed to have in himself, I love that Maddie won. Oh, my God. I know. I I felt terrible because, like, the first episode, I was like, he's going to get out the first episode. Yeah. Like, he looks like one of those, like, you know, fuck boys, but, like, not really a fuck boy. Just like, oh, yeah, I like to bake and, like, fucks up making a brownie or something, you know? But no, but it's like he really, obviously, really talented and also really like took the feedback and became better as the show went on, which I always like to see, but I like, I just, I like an underdog. And the fact that is, you know, his fiance was like, now maybe he'll finally think that he's actually good at this. <laughs> made me, made me just love him. I know that was just so great. I, I am still thinking about his chocolate cake and how Paul just was in like, love. That's with that one cake. of the best chocolate cakes I've ever had. Yeah. That's insane. That That's the reason why he won. I know I was worried about him because his other cakes he had to put back in the oven. Yeah, which is not how it's not generally good for your cakes when you do that. But no, like, look, I think, you know, overall, Josh was probably the stronger contestant. But what it comes down to is how you do at the challenges that day. And mm-hmm. Maddie did the best. And like... Again, they all were lovely and nice, and I liked any of them, and I'm sad there can only be one winner. Poor Dan, though. Like, that cake Aww. just wasn't it. Oh, Dan. He, yeah, he just, he's too ambitious. Yeah. That was his problem throughout the entire thing, is, like, every time he failed, it was because he tried to do way too much. It's always the engineers that get it to the end, but, like, don't grasp it. Yeah. But no, I he oh he's such a sweetheart. He was. I love that he kept it from his kids that he was on the that show. Was adorable. Yeah, he was good. Josh was good too. I was just so happy for Maddie. I was hoping that Maddie would win because I feel like each episode he was really getting better and better, and he was yeah. really taking the the judges' criticism, you know. And he he was making a lot of good good bakes. Yeah. 
it was a good season. I liked all the contestants. Um, hopefully the holiday ones come up soon. Yeah, those are always good. They're, you know, just nice little things to have on in the background. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm bummed that it's over because I was excited to have something to watch on, like, Fridays, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was so excited that, you know, after surgery, I was telling my nurse that I was excited to go home and watch Paul Hollywood, you know? Oh, your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, my boyfriend, Paul Hollywood. Those piercing blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, it is just, like, look, I like just having a show that's nice. We've mm-hmm. talked about that before. But just having something that I can watch and know that it's not going to be, like, annoying or shitty or people are going to be mean to each other. Just, like, a nice little thing to watch. Yeah. And, like, Star Wars. (sighs) I don't know. Let's see. Oh, we might. It seems like the Ray movie might possibly be the next movie. Like, the way Daisy's been talking about it, and people seem to think it's going to start filming next year, uh, I'd be I'd be happy for that to be the next movie, because if the next movie is the Filoni one, I can't fucking deal with it. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, the Feige movie is not happening. Oh, shocker. The The funny thing is that, that people are like, oh, well, that was never officially announced. Um, What about all the other ones? They put, what about all the other ones? But no, not just what about the, all the other ones. They talked about it on the Star Wars show, and they put it on their fucking website. So, fuck you with it was never officially announced. They said he was making a movie, and now he's not, which is fine. But don't then tell me, like, don't fucking lie to me and tell me that that was never an official thing. Like, that's just bizarre to me. But I think it's bizarre that these people are spending, you know, they're grasping at straws to, to, to defend Star Wars and defend, oh, well, this wasn't officially this or this wasn't it. Like, just just accept it. Just accept yeah. this is where Star Wars is right now. Like, With, yeah, it took me a, a bit to accept. It's it's a mess. It's yeah. over. You know, <laughs> like I. I wrote you a letter every day of the year and now it's too late. You know, this is like the notebook, you know, like just it's it's, now it's too late. I'm at the point now where I need Acolyte to be excellent. Or I'm just kind of done. Like I'll watch the next season of Andor whenever that happens. And I'll watch the next season of Bad Batch because I got to see what happens with my girl Omega. Mm-hmm. Of course. But you got to give me something else new. And that's why it's got to be Acolyte because Acolyte is the most like we are trying something different thing. And if it turns out to not be different, then I just got to like shrug my shoulders and go, OK, that I guess it's not for me anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, what am I going to these conventions for? I mean, obviously, like, the main reason why I go is to see all of our friends. You yeah. know, the last celebration, as wonderful and terrifying as that was, like, there was really no panels at the last celebration. I mean, I got into all of them because that's what I do for some reason. But it, it just, they didn't really bring much to the table. No, you know, there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot going on. Yeah, what do they do? Like, have us watch an episode of The Mandalorian? Oh, that's nice. 
Jesus, it was not good. Oh, I just remember how sad everyone was about John Favreau's Mando not making it. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what Star Wars is going to be in the next couple of years. I hope that when you and I are at Celebration Japan, that when you're at Celebration Japan, when you and I are at Celebration, at Celebration Japan, Japan, that we we have you know some Star Wars news and you, we can have a good time, you know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I look, I I will get excited about the Ray movie because I as as much as I hated that last movie, I love that character. And I love Daisy, and I want them to do wonderful things with her, and I want them to fix the shit show that was their uh, sidelining of Finn and let John Boyega be a goddamn Jedi. Yeah, they need to bring him back. Yeah. I don't think and he's... Also, bring him back and bring back his boyfriend, Poe. Bring back because... his boyfriend, Poe, and actually because... have him be his boyfriend, Because po. they are boyfriends. I don't give a shit what, any... what everyone wants to say. They were in love. He wore his goddamn coat. That is not a thing. Look, uh, far be it me to reinforce stereotypes. That is not a thing that straight men do. Wearing yeah. somebody's jacket <laughs> is a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very romantic. Way gay. Love it. Love it. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, and then, like, the argument could be, well, well, Poe was with, uh, what's her name? He's just bi. We're all a little bi. Yeah. Let us be bi. Yeah. Look, man, I would, yeah, like, if you want to hook up with Carrie Russell, hook up with Carrie Russell. She's hot as fucking shit. But then you go back to your, your boyfriend, Finn. Yeah. Easy. Well, that's cool, I guess, that the next movie will be with her. I, I hear she has this movie out right now. I think it's like it's like sometimes I think about dying. That's supposed to be really fucking good. Oh, OK. I haven't heard of that one. I'll go for that. I just I find her incredibly watchable as an actress. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And and I. Yeah. Again, so I hopefully that goes smoothly. Which is, you know, uh, Star Wars doesn't have a very good track record with right now. Smoothness. But mm -hmm. I want that to happen. I want Acolyte to be good. Skeleton crew, be whatever Skeleton crew is. It's fine. If it's terrible, oh well. If it's good, great. I hope, you know, I hope eight-year-olds love it. I hope that, that Jude Law comes out as a little dinosaur with a baby head. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm so excited for Jude Law. I, I. I, I don't know why I find that so funny that Jude Law is going to be in Star Wars. He's very Jude Law. Yeah, that's the word. And, and I say that as somebody, I generally tend to like him as things, but he's not one of those actors that, like, becomes the character. He is always Jude Law. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm interested to see how Jude Law is in Star Wars, because sometimes that can be very bad. And it can be like when Jack Black is in Star Wars and it's just like my brain can't deal with this because you were just being Jack Black. And also you're in the worst episode of all time. Jack Black and Lizzo. I mean, look, God bless him for trying. But sometimes you take a big swing and it does not work. Dave directed that one, right? I don't know. I I want to say yes just because I dislike him so much, but it, it I have no idea. I mean, it was fucking terrible. I feel like I blame all my problems on Dave, which like I I, I feel bad about because it's like it, I always picture like what if I meet Dave? You know, like I almost feel bad that he exists because <laughs> of my dislike for a lot of things that he does. Because it's like he doesn't mean to not do them as I like them. Uh, he seems like a nice dude. And I, and I actually, it's funny because I was just talking about this with, with Kev earlier tonight, which is uh, Zack Snyder. I do not like Zack Snyder's movies. And I think Zack Snyder has one of the worst fan bases around. His, like, mm-hmm. the gross, like, the Snyder fucking fanboys, you know, release the Snyder cut. Horrible people. I think Zack Snyder's a really good dude. Everything I read about Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder being a good guy. Like, he seems... I would. I think if I met Zack Snyder, I would fucking love him. I think his movies are terrible. I think he is a terrible director who should not be making movies. But... I think, oh, he's a good guy. I would totally have a beer with him and be like, oh, that's my friend Zach, who I love very dearly. Don't go see it's his movies. It's my friend Zach that makes bad movies, but oh, we like really, him because he's my friend. Really bad movies. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll get better. No, it won't. Mm-mm. I tried. You see, I try. I, I try really hard, but it is what it is. I don't know. Like, I don't think about Star Wars as much as I used to. You know, I it, it's like a past love, you know? It's like we go through relationships and... Yeah, and there's things I'll still like. I'm, look, I'll be happy when Bad Batch is back. I'll be thrilled when Andor's back. But, you know, those will just be, like, fleeting moments. Yeah. Yeah, that, I don't know. Maybe it'll turn around. Maybe the next movie will be awesome. Maybe Acolyte will be, like, Andor level. Maybe because Dave got that fancy new position that they'll bring in other writers. Just, like, stop letting him write things. Please, God. I don't know. I just want to stop seeing that fucking meme of someone like praising Dave Filoni's big fucking head. (laughs) I want to stop that. Can we replace that with my head? I wish people would praise me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but or podcasting or Jude Law's baby dinosaur head. Yeah, Jude Law. Just just Jude Law. Even though he cheated on his girlfriend with a nanny. Yeah, he's kind of not a great guy. No, he's not. Which is funny because I'm very judgmental of celebrities, and I don't know why I still like Jude Law. It's Jude Law. Oh, because he's Mr. Napkinhead. That's why. Oh, that's right. You're obsession right. with that movie that I've never seen. It's so fucking good. You no, need to watch, watch it. it. It's the hol. It's the holiday season two. It. Oh, it's so good. 
Oh, Emily, and it's such a good rom-com. Jack Black's in it, too. Cameron Diaz. Oh, man, it's so good. Kate Winslet. It's so good. Remember when people used to record podcasts and watch movies? That would be the movie that we would watch. Remember when people used to podcast? Or do (laughs) people still podcast? I think people still podcast. Remember when you used to call into a live podcast? That's weird. Live podcast. Yeah, that's weird. Why does that happen anymore? Well, because we knew one person who did that and he has like other shit to do. Can you do that again? That was fun. I don't know. I mean, that's that is our origin story. So, yeah. You got to bring. I think I think for our 300th episode. Steel needs to do a live call in show. No, I think for you know, I think for one of our episodes, we need to do like that episode of Rogue One called the phone call where we pretend that we're just on the phone with each other. <laughs> That's my favorite podcast episode of all time. It's just Haas and Johnny pretending to be on the phone with each other. <laughs> I mean, it was a choice. Oh my god. And then Johnny doing the ring ring like he's calling Haas on the cell phone. Oh my god, that's my favorite. I don't know why I just I always think about that. Like that's my Roman Empire is the phone call. <laughs> oh. Oh man, that was so good. Like obviously we're we're not back in the late 2010s for a reason, but you know, th- there were some gems in there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man, those are the good times. Like, when I'd get really drunk and play Battlefront with, with Rashad and Justin and then calling into steel shows and talking about when I used to work at the casino. Oh, yeah, the casino days. Although, that's also how I met somebody else. So, not all good things. Exactly. Yeah, that's why, you know, that that's why it's good that we are where we are now, you know. Hmm. We've come far. Yeah. So that's why when Steele tries to take credit for things like our engagements, I can also be like, mm, there's other things you could be taking credit for that maybe you don't want to so much. I don't know. I just love that Steele's going to be at both of our weddings. Oh my god, maybe. I mean, maybe not mine because unless he want, I don't. I don't know if Steele has any great desire to go to Indiana, but he's more than invited. He's invited. Okay. I mean, everybody's There's invited. So many whether people want to come to Indiana or not. I know. We know so many wonderful people. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of them are very far away. I know. Well, that's why, you know, maybe when we all go to Japan, we can, like, I don't know, you can get married at a McDonald's in Japan. Mm, I don't It'd be like fun. the sound of that. You don't like French fries and nuggets and McChickens? McDonald's is not my favorite fast food. It's grown on me a little bit. But I feel like everything has, food-wise. Because I can't exercise, so I've just been like, ooh, food is delicious. I mean, it's always been delicious, but especially more now. I don't know. I was eating some Vegemite shapes today. And my coworkers were making fun of me. 
I know the IT guy was making fun of me. He's like, you're, what are you doing with all this Australian stuff? And I'm like, it's just here. Take it. And he, he saw the koalas. He, he's like, that's, that's very on brand for Australian. I know. Rebecca's so great. Oh my god, yeah, she's sending us more stuff, which is insane, because I said it to her jokingly, and then she actually sent us more stuff, and now I feel bad. Gosh. On the other hand, it means I get more uh, cheesy Vegemite, so I'm excited. I know, I kept forgetting, um, because I left my box of treats at my parents' house, and I went yesterday to go pick pick it up, and I realized, oh, like, I, like... There was like a bag of like 64 Freddos. Yeah, it's a whole lot of Freddos. Yeah, so I took some of that and I brought some of it to work. So it, I always feel like my coworkers get excited when they see my Australian chocolate because they always know they're like, oh yeah, Brittany has the interesting food. So yeah, that's fun. Hmm. What else is going on? Oh, I but booked tickets to go to the UK in January. Oh yeah, meeting the family. So I'm leaving after work on the 29th and I don't go back uh, until the next Tuesday. So we get to spend like a whole week together and we get to spend New Year's together. So like our That's first romantic. Our first holiday to celebrate together. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm doing the, you know, like, flying overnight thing again, so I'll get there Saturday morning. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's just with the five hours, that works out so much better. Yeah. And it also means, I can, you know, it's much easier to, like, go from the airport from work and just, like, sleep on a plane than to, you know, get up at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning to go to the airport. But, yeah, and so we'll have New Year's, we'll have his birthday, uh, we'll see celebrity artist Chris Hall. I can meet Willow, the best oh, dog that's a- ever. That's a that's a present right there. Yeah. I love celebrities and celebrity animals. Yeah. So it'll be a good time. Yeah, we're already like we're, you know, like planning some little day trips and it'll be nice to have like a whole week since last time we had like three days, which is <laughs> not a lot of time to go to a different country. Oh no, not at all. Did you get did you get his Christmas presents yet? We're not doing Christmas presents. I have his birthday presents. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's just like with it, like, it's sort of like, well, you know, like we spend a lot of money on my birthday. We're going to be spending money on his birthday. I'm like, let's just not, let's just not do Christmas. And he didn't propose or anything on your birthday, too. Not at all. No, <laughs> no he didn't. definitely not that. He didn't that's, do that. He... That's really annoying because it means I can't, like, beat him. Normally, I, I like to give the best present. That is my whole thing is I like to find the best present. And he proposed to me, so now I never get to find the best present. I think you could beat it somehow. Maybe you could propose to him. Yeah, but we're already engaged. So? It doesn't count as much. I guess, but it's still a nice gesture. I know, but it's very, I don't know. I'm just grumpy about it. Now he wins. (laughs) Oh, Kev, he's such a winner. (laughs) Anything else going on with you? No, just I'm ready for the holiday season to be over, which is rare because I usually don't ever want it to end. 
Oh, yeah, you love Christmas. I do, but I'm a fucking Grinch this year. No. Uh, it's just hard, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, you find out something life-changing, and then it's a holiday season, and then it's like the universe is telling you that you should be happy, but you're not. So you don't want to, like, pretend. I, I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird, but it is what it is. I know uh, everyone's like, what do you want for Christmas this year? I don't want fucking anything. <laughs> I don't want, I mean, the only thing I want is um, I want to get that, um, that like $300 like shark blow dryer brush thing that like does all the cool things. It brushes your hair. It curls your hair. It straightens your hair. It, it blow dries your hair. Cause I don't know. I want to get something because I'm happy that, you know what, that the treatment that I'm getting won't cause me to lose my hair. Yeah. So I want to get something to celebrate that. I get to keep my hair. Cause that was the one thing I was really fearing that I'd lose, which like is very like, very vain but i mean i think i have like with everything else that you're going to be going through i i understand that keeping your hair is important yeah because it's like i feel like my hair is like my identity too Mm -hmm. like i that's it seems kind of ridiculous to say but it it really is and it's like it's one of those things like if i lose it it's like i feel like i I just don't feel like myself, you know? Oh. And it's like, the, I cut my hair too. Cause I was like, I don't want to deal with it during surgery. And I'm like, there's still so much I can do with it. So it's like, I don't know. I just want to celebrate that I'm keeping it and just to get myself something nice because I feel like I fucking deserve it. Well, I'm not going to get it for myself cause I'm not spending $300 on myself, but I am also spending money to go to Disney world, but oh, I also deserve go. that. So yeah, that's my gift to myself. There you go. Yeah. What else is there going on? Oh, yeah, you saw Godzilla. Did you like Godzilla? <gasps> yeah, I saw Godzilla Minus One. I saw it in 4DX. Uh, it was very, very good. It is a, like, even, but it sounds weird to say, even if it didn't have Godzilla in it, it would still be a really good movie. You know, it's it's right Ooh. after World War II. It's following this man who Ooh. was, he was a kamikaze pilot who lied about his plane having a malfunction and then is like dealing with the survivor's guilt from that and it's just it's a gorgeous movie there's a bunch of there's like this great like beautiful little kind of romance that happens through it there's a lot of really good side characters Godzilla looks awesome and is is scary in a way that I don't think Godzilla's been for a long time. I mean, personally, I I generally don't find giant monsters scary because it's sort of like it's so not real that I, you know, it's like very different from like, oh, there's a serial killer after you. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, there's never going to be a Godzilla after me. But they actually managed to make Godzilla scary. There's lots of good stuff. The acting's great. It's beautiful. It's just, it's... So, like the effects are good really recommend it which big actors are in it or is it just a lot uh, of unknowns it's, well it's it's well well i don't Godzilla. know how i mean well it's a japanese production so i don't know how well known the actors are in japan because i don't generally follow like toho productions is this in the same universe as godzilla versus kong no that is <gasps> 
that is the universe that the new Godzilla X Kong, whatever, whatever subtitle movie is. But like Japan has its own timeline, but also it's a prequel. Oh, that's good because the Godzilla versus Kong looked fucking terrible. Well, the first one was bad, but I kind of loved it. And uh, and uh, this is bad, but there's a big monsters and they're hitting each other kind of way. But in this movie, it's like them versus other big monsters. So they're like working together. And I'm like, okay, I will watch that. Yeah, then there's a new one coming out where there's a little gods or there's a little uh, Kong. Yeah, that's that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Godzilla X Kong, whatever, whatever the subtitle is. I guess that's okay. I mean, I couldn't make anything better. There's a lot of Godzilla content right now. I still need to watch the show uh, on Apple. Carlos thinks it's really good. He really likes it. I've I've heard it's great. I just sort of, I don't, like, I, I don't think about it while I am on my iPad watching things. I only think about it at other times, and then I forget about it again when it comes time to actually watch something. That's like me. I I bought the the Britney Spears uh, book, and I just I keep forgetting that I have it, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read it one of these days, and then I haven't read it. Yeah, and also it's probably really fucking depressing. Yeah. I just feel for her, you know. Yeah, she got royally hosed by a whole bunch of people. And her own family. Yeah. And fucking Justin Timberlake, who seems like a real fucking piece of shit douchebag. You know, I haven't liked Justin Timberlake for years. And I feel like every time around the Super Bowl, I always retweet the same thing or I think about the same thing about how like that someone has like a list of all the shitty things that he's done or like he's ruined all these careers and hasn't really taken accountability for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's a good dude. I don't think so either. And I'm glad that the rest of the world is seeing that now. Yeah. Well, but good, a good person, Taylor Swift, she's Times Person of the Year. Yeah, and people are really fucking mad about it. How do you feel about it? I don't care. Like, I think it's, I think it's a slightly odd choice. But I also, I mean, first of all, I do not care. Because who fucking cares? It's Times Person of the Year. First of all, who cares what any magazine is doing these days? It is an almost entirely dead media. But also, again, like, she was had a hugely, like, influential year. Yeah. It's not like, oh, my God, she's the most important person in the universe. It's, a, it's you know, that's not what the thing is. Well, she is. <laughs> in my universe. But, yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's an interesting choice, and I think people having a meltdown about it need to grow the fuck up. I understand why some people believe that, you know, there's bigger issues going on in the world right now, but also, like, they need to understand that, like, time doesn't determine this in, like, December or November. Like, time determines this in, like, March or April. Yeah. So, I I guess I understand the criticism, but it's, like, It's a magazine. Yeah, and also, like, yeah, the last several years, it's been, like, political choices. But throughout the history of that they've done that, that isn't always the case. There's plenty of other people who've who've gotten that. 
And again, it's also not, you know, best person of the year. You know, it's it's like it's about influence and weight, and you can't deny that she is extremely influential. Yeah, she truly is. I mean, like, there's things, you know, I love Taylor Swift, but it's like there's things I disagree, you know, that she does or that she's done in the past. Like, for instance, she's releasing the Eras Tour on um, renting, not buying it digitally, but renting, which, like, I think it's, like, kind of ridiculous. Like, why can't we just own the Eras Tour? But there could be potentially more with that, like, in, like, legal terms that, like, I don't know. But, (sighs) yeah, I don't know. Just. I, I liked seeing a bunch of new pictures of Taylor and to read about some things that she said about her career and about, you know, how she regrets that Joe Alwyn kept her in a cave for five years or six years. And now she's not in a cave anymore and supporting her cute, fun boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, while playing football. Yeah. And honestly, anything that causes like the crazy, like fucking incel MRA, like bench appears of the world to completely have crybaby meltdowns. I'm totally for yeah i don't know it's it's tricky but also like if you're that upset that taylor swift is time person of the year i don't know man like like yeah if you want to talk about like oh there's more like you know like oh well you know why is she when there's so many more important things in the the world going on well why are you so concerned about who time names their person of the year when there are so much more important things going on? My question is, is like, why are you so concerned of what people think is relevant or what people think is a big deal? Cause it's like at the end of the day, like we shouldn't be thinking about what other people are thinking, even yeah. though we do yeah. well, like subconsciously look, at, at, at the end of the day. I mean, she is at least like, you know, like generally left leaning and a woman and people who teenage girls like and therefore they are against. That's true too. I don't know. I'm proud of Taylor Swift for making those people angry. I I feel for the people though that believe that, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff going on and in d- different parts of the world that you know should have more attention and that it's ridiculous well, that taylor has this attention okay sure but the thing is but that's what it's I'm, again it's like okay but it's a it's like it's a magazine it's like being upset about who people names that you know the sexiest, the, man, sexiest alive. man alive like what are you like i mean first but, of all that it's always a terrible choice but who cares yeah, but this year, no, but this year was Patrick Dempsey. Why? I know, really fucking weird choice. Why was it Patrick Dempsey? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's Pedro. who they could. I mean, maybe that's because that's who they could get. It should have been Pedro Pascal. Look, it's not going to be the sexiest man alive. It's who is the sexiest man alive who we can get to come do a photo spread and an interview. I wonder if there's ever been people to deny it. Oh, I'm sure. Who would deny it? I think Robert Pattinson would. I'd give it to him. Although I would spend good money to read the interview that he did. Because I love Robert Pattinson's interview style, which is just, I'm going to make shit up. I know, I I love those stories that he would tell. Just 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 utter lies. 
It's so good. He's so bizarre. I love it. God, what a little weirdo. Fucking love that guy. I know. He was hanging out with Taylor Swift last night. Oh. Yeah, they went to a movie premiere. That's nice. I know. Celebrity friends. Stars are just like us. They have friends. <laughs> In different circles. You know? Well, I miss everyone. We have to do another group chat sometime. Oh, yeah. We definitely do. Okay, Brittany, are we done recording tonight? I mean, I kind of forget. We get to a point where we're recording where we forget that we're recording. I, I mean, know. like, yeah. This is kind of like that episode of Rogue One where it's like they're pretending to talk on the phone, but it's just having a conversation, but really they're podcasting. Like, that's kind of what we're doing right now, kind except I'm not adding a ring ring, you know? Yeah. All right. Where can people find you on the good old internet? You can find me on internet as Canto Brit. What about you? I am at EF Lind. The show is at CantoByPod. You can also, if you want to ever send us an email, although God knows why you would, CantoByPod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you know, throw us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, we might talk to you next week. It might be two weeks. Who knows? We never know. I have to go see Wonka next week because I agreed to do that for some reason, even though I fucking do not like Timothy Chalamet or musicals. You're seeing Wonka? Yeah, I know. Are you seeing it by yourself? No, Steve and a bunch of other people. Fucking Steve just like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this thing. And then he's like, I'll buy you alcohol. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So I'll get a really expensive, like, regal theater cocktail to go see the stupid movie I don't want to see. It's got a good boyfriend. I do not. I don't. Look, I don't dislike him. I just don't get it. Like, he is fine. But people talk about him like he's the fucking second coming of Christ. And I'm like, he's not that good. He's okay. He's a... I don't think he's attractive, but I think that he's a beautiful uh, man. In a completely non-sexual way. Yeah. Like, he I is, wouldn't... He's, like, pretty in the way a statue is pretty. I don't want to fuck the statue. I was just going to say that. Thank you. There you go. Let's leave it at that. Uh, yeah, so other than that, we will talk to you guys uh, in a week or two. But thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye! Bye! Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto Bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.
pod might be good, but my girls are better. Check out some folks they want to bang in a refresher. Asajj, Ventress, and Kylo Ren, yo. We'll have Tarkin and, of course, Mendo. Send a shot to the porgs and a rusted brown. And Emily's dad straight putting it down. Every week, my girls be getting it done. I should know I've been down since day one.